Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar, so let's open up with a prayer, please. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he arose again from the dead, and he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. So I also would like to call on our Blessed Lady, the Queen of the Rosary, to pray for us, St. Joseph, guardian of the church, to pray for us, and St. Michael the Archangel to defend us from evil, and also call upon St. Thomas Aquinas to pray for us. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So, I'm going to read for this podcast episode from St. Peter's letter, the first letter of St. Peter. It's from chapter 4, and it starts from verse 12. This Uh, is titled Suffering as a Christian. So let us begin. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal which comes upon you to prove you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or a wrongdoer or a mischief maker. Yet if one suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed But under that name, let him glorify God, for the time has come for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous man is scarcely saved, where will the impious and sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will do right and entrust their souls to a faithful creator. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So for this episode of The Informed Catholic, I'm going to dedicate this episode to Fulton J. Sheen. He was Archbishop. Um, He was very popular during around the 40s, 50s, and 60s. He had a TV show on TV, he was one of the earliest Catholic televangelists. He started off first on radio, I believe, and then he um, he made his way to television. And he would have a television show. He would come on, dressed in his um, 
abbot as a bishop, and he had a very uh, charismatic sense of humor, and he um, he gave a very human face to Catholicism. I'll give you a little bit of more about his background. He he was known to the world as Fulton John Sheen, but he was born as Peter John Sheen, May eighth. 1895. He passed away on December 9th, 1979. He was a bishop, and then he later on became an archbishop. But he was, of course, obviously ordained a Catholic priest. And um, he was ordained um, in the Diocese of Peoria, Illinois, uh, in 1919. Uh he quickly became renowned theologian, earning the Cardinal uh, Mercier Prize for International Philosophy in 1923. He went on to teach theology and philosophy at the Catholic Universities of America, as well as acting as a parish priest before being appointed auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of New York in 1951. He held this position until 1966 when he was made the Bishop of Rochester from October 21st, 1966 to October 6th, 1969 when he resigned and was made Archbishop of uh, Tedler C., uh, C. of Newport, Wales. So he was a fantastic apologist. He really was. He knew how to talk about the Catholic faith and he knew how to make people laugh. He knew how to make uh, non-Catholics laugh. So for 20 years as Father Sheen, later Monsignor, he hosted the nighttime radio program, The Catholic Hour, on NBC Radio. From 1930 to 1950, that's a long time, Wow before moving to a television and presenting Life is Worth Living, that was his own television show, from 1952 to 1957. Sheen's final, pre uh, final presenting role was on the uh, syndicated Fulton Sheen program from 1961 to 1968, with a format very similar to that of the earlier Life is Worth Living. Uh, for this work, Sheen was twice, he won twice the Emmy Award for Most Outstanding Television Personality and was featured on the cover of Time magazine. Starting, uh, starting in, in 2009, his shows were being rebroadcast on the EDWTN and the Trinity Broadcasting Network's Church Channel cable network. Trinity Broadcasting Network is a Protestant uh program this is amazing even now that he's been gone he he can reach out to people he can reach out to non-catholics that's how well even now his television programs reach out to people no bishop today in, in America, not even Bishop Robert Barron, can do what Fulton Sheen did. Fulton Sheen presented Catholicism with no sugar coating, with no apology. 
He presented Orthodox Catholicism straightforward. Even if it offended people, he knew how to talk about the Catholic faith. I remember Fulton Sheen even before I converted, and I used to watch him on TV or uh, or catch him on the radio. It, it was amazing how he presented the programs, how he presented all the catechism. Even his book, The Life of Christ, many Protestants read it, and he still brings people to the Catholic faith. We need men like him who can talk about Catholicism without embarrassment or shame. He loved the Catholic faith. He loved it, and he knew how to live it, and he knew how to bring people to the faith. It's remarkable. Due to his contribution to televised preaching, Sheen is often referred to as one of the first televangelists. Notice, first televangelist. It doesn't matter whether he's Catholic or, or Protestant. He's the first televangelist. The cause for his canonization was officially opened in 2002. In June 20. 12, Pope Benedict XVI officially recognized a decree from the Congregation of the Cause of Saints stating that he lived a life of heroic virtues, a major step towards beatification, and he is now referred to as Venerable for, uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen. On July 5, 2019, Pope Francis approved a miracle that occurred through the intercession of Archbishop Sheen, clearing the way for his beatification. Sheen was scheduled to be beatified in Prioria on December 21st, 2019, but on December 3rd, it was announced that the beatification will be postponed after concerns were raised by some members of the USCCB. That's why I decided to do this. Now, um, Cardinal Dolan uh, was giving giving uh, the cause for his beatification and sainthood a hard time. Fulton Sheen was buried in um, St. Catholic, Catholic, uh, Patrick's Cathedral. And unfortunately, uh, Godolin and, uh, did not want to give up his uh, remains to his niece. Eventually, he lost in court after several battles, She's in her 90s. She's the only, I believe, the only surviving relative. And for some reason, um, she was getting, she was giving a hard time. Michael Voris of Church Militant, along with Christine Niles, they showed up for the day that his body was going to be exhumed. And Dolan didn't even have the decency or the integrity as, as Cardinal and Bishop of St. Patrick Cathedral to come down. It was done in early morning hours, and Dolan threatened if any TV cameras were around, he would stop the whole thing. It was amazing. Um, let's, let's look further on his education. After earning a high school, uh, high school valedictorian honors at Spalding Institute in Peoria County, Illinois, in 1913, Sheen was educated at St. Vieter College in uh, Bourbon's Kankakee, Kankakee County, Illinois, 
Att- he attended St. Paul's Seminary in Minnesota before his ordination on September 20th, 1919, then followed that with further studies at the Catholic University of America in Washington, District of Columbia. His youthful appearance was still evident on one occasion when a local priest asked Sheen to assist at a, uh, as altar boy during the celebration of the Mass. Sheen earned a Doctor of Philosophy at the Catholic University of Levon in, in Belgium. In 1923, his thesis was titled The Spirit of Contemporary Philosophy and the Finite God. While at Levon, he became the first American ever to win the Cardinal Morcier Award for the best philosophical treatise. In 1924, Sheen pursued further studies in Rome, earning a sacred theology doctorate at the Pontificum Collegium International, Angelicum, the future Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas itself. Wow. So, um, now he had a fallout with Cardinal Spell- Spellman. Um, Cardinal Spellman was a um, rather notorious figure, unfortunately, uh, over money, unfortunately. That was the big case. Um because it was, I think, money that was given by, I think it had to do mostly with uh, powdered milk. And uh, for some reason, Spellman wanted to get his hands on the value of it. So it's difficult to uh, go into. I mean, maybe we'll touch a little bit. According to a forward written for 2008 edition of Sheen's autobiography, Treasures in Clay, the autobiographer of Fulton Sheen, uh, journalist Raymond Arroyo wrote why Sheen retired from hosting Life is Worth Living at the height of his popularity when an estimated 30 million viewers and listeners tuned in each week. Arroyo wrote that it is widely believed that Cardinal Spellman drove Sheen off the air. Arroyo relates that in the late 1950s, the government donated millions of dollars worth of powdered milk, I was right, to the New York Archdiocese. In in turn, Cardinal Spellman handed that milk over to the Society of the Propagation of Faith to distribute to the poor of the world. On at least one occasion, he demanded that the director of the society, Bishop Bishop Sheen, pay the Archdiocese for the donated milk. He wanted millions of dollars. Despite Cardinal Spellman's considerable powers of persuasion and influence in Rome, Sheen refused. These were funds donated by the public of the missions funds. Sheen himself had personally contributed to the to and raised over, over the airwaves. He felt an obligation to protect them, even from the itchy fingers of his own cardinal. Wow. Spellman later took the issue directly to Pope Pius XII, pleading his, ca- his case with Sheen present. The Pope sided with Sheen, Spellman later confronted Sheen, stating, I will get even with you. It may take six months or ten years, but everyone will know what you are like. Besides being pressured to leave television, Sheen also found himself unwelcome in the churches of New York City. Spellman canceled Sheen's annual Good Friday sermon at St. Patrick Cathedral and discouraged clergy from befriending the bishop. In 1966, Spellman had Sheen resigned to, re- reassigned to Rochester, New York, 
and caused his leadership of the Society for the Propagation of Faith to be terminated, a position he had held for 16 years and raised hundreds of millions of dollars for which, to which he had personally donated millions of his own earnings from the show. On December 2nd, 1967, Spillman died in New York City. I hate to say this, but I think very few people miss that man. Sheen never talked about the situation, only making vague references to his trials, both inside and outside the church. He even went so far as to praise Spellman in his autobiography. A little bit on his later years, what he did in Rochester, New York. While serving in Rochester, he created the Sheen Ecumenical Housing Foundation. He also spent some of his energy on political activities, such as his denunciation of the Vietnam War in the late 1960, July of 1967. On Ash Wednesday in 1967, Sheen decided to give St. Bridget Parish Building to the Federal Housing and Urban Development Program. Sheen wanted to let the government use it for African Americans. There was a protest since Sheen acted on his own accord. The pastor disagreed, saying that there is enough empty property around without taking down the church and the school. The deal fell through. On October 15, 1969, one month after celebrating his 50th anniversary as a priest, Sheen resigned from his position and was appointed Archbishop of the Tiddler See of Newport, Wales, by Pope Paul VI. This ceremonial position gave him promotion to Archbishop and thus helped to allow Sheen to continue his extensive writing. Archbishop Sheen wrote 73 books and numerous articles and columns. On October the 2nd, 1979, two months before Sheen's death, Pope John Paul II visited St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City and embraced Sheen, saying, You have written and spoken well of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a loyal son of the church. <clears throat> so, his death and legacy, we'll look into that. Beginning in 1977, Sheen underwent a series of surgeries that sapped his strength and even made preaching difficult. Throughout this time, he continued to work on his autobiography, parts of which were recited from his sickbed as he clutched a crucifix. Soon after an open-heart surgery at Lenox Hill Hospital, Sheen died on December 9, 1979, in his private chapel, in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. He was interred in the crypt of St. Patrick Cathedral near the deceased Archbishop of New York. The official repository of Sheen's papers, television programs, and other material is at St. Bernard School of Theology and Ministry in Rochester, New York. Joseph Campanella introduced the reruns of Sheen's various programs that are aired on EWTN. Reruns are also aired on Trinity Broadcasting Network. In addition to his television appearances, Sheen can also be heard on relevant radio. Fulton J. Sheen Museum, which is 
operated by the Roman Catholic Diocese of Peoria and located in Peoria, Illinois, houses the largest collection of Sheen's personal items in five collections. The museum is located one block south of St. Of St. Mary's of the Immaculate Conception, where Sheen served as an altar boy and had his first communion and confirmation and was ordained and celebrated his first Mass. Another museum is located in Sheen's hometown of El Paso, Illinois. This museum contains various Sheen artifacts, but is not connected to the Roman Catholic Diocese of Peoria. The Sheen Center for Thought and Culture, located along Bleecker Street in Lower Manhattan, is named after him. Actor Romano Gerard Antonio Estevez adopted the stage name of Martin Sheen, partly in admiration of Fulton Sheen. The Archbishop Fulton Sheen Foundation was formed in 1998 by Gregory J. Ladd and Lawrence F. Hickey to make known the life of of the Archbishop. The Foundation approached Cardinal John O'Connor of the Archdiocese of New York for permission to commence the process for cause, which was under the authority of the Diocese of Peoria. In 2002, Sheen's cause for canonization was officially opened by Bishop Daniel A. Jinky, and uh, the Bishop of Diocese of Peoria, and from then on, Sheen was referred to as Servant of God. On February 2, 2008, the, ar- the archives of Sheen were sealed as ceremony during a special Mass of the Cathedral of St. Mary the Immaculate Conception in Peoria, Illinois, where the diocese was sponsoring his canonization. In 2009, the diocese phase of the investigation came to an end, and the records were sent to the Congregation for the Cause of Sainthood at the Vatican in Rome. In November 2010, it was announced that the cause would be put Pause due to the disagreement with the Archdiocese of New York upon unsettled debate concerning the return of Sheen's remains to Peoria, Illinois, the, at the diocese there. On June 28, 2012, the Vatican announced officially that it had recognized Sheen's life as one of the heroic virtues, which is a major step towards an eventual beatification. From this moment on, Sheen is, is styled Venerable Servant of God according to the Catholic News Service of the Catholic Post. Yet, we're going to skip down here. Uh, it seems like there is a pause, unfortunately. The USCCB has decided to halt the, the cause for his sainthood for some point. And this has uh, unfortunately led to a problem. Um I think honestly, they're afraid. They're afraid what uh, a Saint Archbishop Fulton Sheen, what kind of power it would have. Because I do believe these men know that Fulton Sheen never agreed with Vatican II, never agreed to what's going on. He's a great man. He was he was a, a holy man, and he really is worth studying and reading. And you would you would you will understand Catholicism. You will understand Catholicism wonderfully. So um, on the next podcast episode, I'm going to read some of his writings. 
which I think will be great. So I'm glad that we've done this. Um, let's hope and pray that Fulton Sheen uh, would become a saint, Fulton Sheen. Uh, let's pray to God that this will happen because I really think it's worth it. So I'm going to end it with a short prayer because this podcast episode has gotten longer than, than it should, but I really wanted to do it. Um, glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Church, pray for us. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us from evil. Saint Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And we also ask for the intercession and prayers of the venerable servant of God, Fulton J. Sheen, to pray for us. Glory be to the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.